Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Alarmy. Before we get started, we wanted to make sure you heard the big news. The Alarmist has joined Patreon. Patreon subscribers will get access to our content ad-free, as well as our aftermath post-interview discussion and final verdict. We'll also be putting out additional bonus episodes and other fun stuff. Go to patreon.com slash the alarmist and subscribe today. Now on to our episode. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith and I am The Alarmist. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today we're discussing National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Here's what you need to know. Clark Griswold lives in the suburbs of Chicago with his wife Ellen and two kids, Audrey and Rusty. And all he wants this holiday season is a perfect Christmas and a big bonus from his boss, Mr. Shirley. What he gets instead is a complete disaster. 
The story begins with the Griswolds on their way to pick up a Christmas tree when they're cut off by a truck and their car careens off the road. When they find their perfect Christmas tree, Rusty reminds Clark that he forgot to bring a saw. So they have to pull it up by the roots. They return to the house and the tree is way too big for their living room, but that doesn't stop Clark. That night, Ellen expresses concern about hosting the family at their house and says Clark sets a very high standard for family events. At work, Clark reveals to a co-worker his plans for the Christmas bonus he's expecting. He's going to put a pool in his backyard. He's already given the down payment, so he's committed. His co-worker, Bill, says he's the last real family man. But in the very next scene, his son Rusty catches Clark flirting with a sexy department store cashier. It's a bit nipply out. I mean nippy out. (laughs) What did I say? Nipple? (laughs) There is a nip in the air, though. As extended family members arrive, each more annoying than the next, Clark tries to stay positive and focuses his attention on decorating his house with lights. Lots of lights. Rusty asks if he's overdoing it, but Clark pushes on. He almost falls off his roof, and in the process, sends an icicle into his uptight neighbor's window, destroying their stereo. Clark gathers the family for the lighting, but the lights don't work. Everyone is disappointed. Clark, most of all. Each family member offers Clark their condolences for this failure. The next day, Clark gets stuck in the attic while the family goes shopping at the mall. That night, he finally gets the house illuminated, which further upsets his neighbors and forces the city to run auxiliary power. Things get worse for Clark when Ellen's cousin Catherine and her husband Eddie arrive in an RV. They also brought their kids and dog snots. They're a total mess and drive Clark crazy, especially Eddie, who's a rude slob totally unaware of his surroundings. To ease some tension, the Griswolds go sledding. Clark reveals a chemical that they've been testing at work, and he's going to use it to make his sled faster. It works, and he speeds down the slope, almost getting himself killed in the process. Back at the house, Clark finds Eddie draining his septic tank into the city sewer, which Clark says does not empty into the ocean. Eddie tells Clark he doesn't have any money to pay for gifts, and Clark agrees to help Eddie buy presents for his kids. On Christmas Eve, more annoying family members, Uncle Louis and Aunt Bethany, arrive with strange gifts. A dessert jello in a box, and a cat in a box. Still, everyone is looking forward to the 20-pound turkey with all the trimmings. But the turkey's so dry it practically pops like a balloon, and to make matters worse, Uncle Louis gets his cigar too close to the Christmas tree, and it gets incinerated. Clark is starting to lose it, and he cuts down a tree from his own yard to replace the burnt one. Aunt Bethany's cat bites the power line to the exterior lights and gets burned to a crisp. Finally, the tree Clark brings in from the yard has a squirrel, and chaos ensues. A courier arrives at the house with an envelope from Clark's boss. Expecting his bonus, he opens it in front of the family only to discover it's a one-year subscription to the Jelly of the Month Club. Clark snaps and says he wishes his boss were here so he can give him a piece of his mind. Eddie takes Clark at his word and kidnaps Mr. Shirley and brings him to the Griswolds. Clark lays into him, and then a SWAT team enters the house looking for the kidnapper and Mr. Shirley. 
but Mr. Shirley has a change of heart and doesn't press charges. He instead reverses his decision to withhold Christmas bonuses. So, in the end, at least one of Clark's Christmas wishes comes true. Fun Facts, aka Death Stats. Christmas Vacation is the third film in the National Lampoon series about the Griswold family. Chevy Chase broke his finger when he punched a Santa Claus ornament. He stayed in character and continued to film to capture the cut that was used. In preparation for the scene where a squirrel gets into the Griswold house, the director, John Hughes, told Rolling Stone that they trained a squirrel for months. However, the animal died the day before the scene was set to shoot, and an untrained squirrel was used instead. This is actresses Mae Questel, who plays Clark's aunt's final film. She was the voice of both Betty Boop and Olive Oil. Christmas Vacation debuted at number two in the box office and became the number one movie in America by the third week. With us today, we have producer Clayton Early. Hello. Fact checker Chris Smith. Hi. And our very special guest today is friend, writer, host of I Said No Gifts, Bridger Weiniger. Hi, Bridger. Oh, happy holidays. Mm. <laughs> uh, happy holidays to you, too, and to all of us who celebrate. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> and I'm thanking for everyone, on behalf of literally everyone <laughs> yes. who celebrates holidays right now. Yes. <laughs> We're so happy to have you on the show. Um, uh, and honestly, I'm sure there's uh, a few, possibly a few of our listeners you know, who might even listen to your podcast already. But for those who don't, um, can you give them a, l- a little, uh, I don't know, what's your like jazzy, jazzy. Do you think I have anything jazzy to offer? <laughs> we'll see. You're giving me a lot of credit, Rebecca. <laughs> Uh, what you want me to tell? You, I no, should explain. Maybe tell them a little kind bit about the is. show, you know. But it's a, it's such a fun podcast. It's so funny. I feel like they'll really enjoy it. It's it's very dumb. Each week, <laughs> my it's called. I said no gifts. My <laughs> gift. My guest brings me a gift. So now I my home is just overflowing with gifts from people in comedy. <laughs> Most of them completely useless. <laughs> so it's my life is hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the show is fun. It feels like a little party or something where you you know you don't regret. Uh, something you say. You just get to yeah. listen to people talk and then you don't have like a horrible ride home. <laughs> Is this a triggering time uh, part of the year for you because it's Christmas and there's a lot of gifts going around and you're no gifts guy? It's I'm hanging by a thread. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Do you have a storage unit or something uh, that available to you that you can eventually load your gifts in? Too. Well, what you're look uh this is kind of my current storage unit. This is my mm-hmm. back office. Uh mm-hmm. which there's some of the few gifts up behind me. This is Beautiful. truly probably it. a tenth of the gifts. There wow. I'm just look I, look, this I doesn't s- look nice, but it's supposed to look decorative. Right. But, I see a volleyball, I see a like a mask. A mask. Or, yeah. uh, there's a uh, mask, a top hat. Ooh. Uh, I mean, we've got like a fitness video. An uh, award? Oh, that's Someone. an award. That's from Weird Al. He gave me <laughs> oh, one in high school. That's nice. He won that in high school. Wow. Uh, so some of the things are at least interesting or have yes. some value emotionally. <laughs> but some of the things I'm telling you are garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so have you thrown any of them out? 
I not I threw away literally I've thrown away literally one thing and it wow. was true garbage. It was a chewed up dog toy. And oh, I wow. said, this is a line it's, a line has been crossed. I'm throwing this away. I think that's okay. Good for you. Good for you. I love someone with boundaries. <laughs> Bridger, we like to start off the show by asking our guests, what is something that's recently alarming you? What's something that's keeping you up at night? Oh boy. I mean, the list goes on and on. It is oh. endless. But right now, this is, you've found me truly at a particularly fraught time of year because mm. we're about to start facing Los Angeles rain mm. and the room I'm currently sitting in for the last two years has flooded nonstop. Oh, um, so I'm not, I mean, we got some work done the first year and it did nothing. We got more work done <laughs> this year and now I'm just waiting just waiting to see if my life is going to become an unstoppable oh. hell where I'm like bailing water out. Oh, oh no. That's I'm stressful. so sorry. So that's my, uh, yeah, I have kind of an, a mini tragedy once a year. Um, I feel like I have a water curse on me because I've also had my car flood during this time of year. Uh, something's gone horribly wrong for me and I don't know how to get rid of it. I need to visit a witch. Mm. I'll bring you a moat as a gift if I ever... <laughs> Please, I'm begging <laughs> you. Bring me a sump pump. Do you know what a sump pump is? I didn't yes. know what it was. Yes. I Chris do now. Knows. I yeah. do. I'll bring you a, a life jacket. You know. They're nice. <laughs> Just for safety. Yeah. No, I would rather drown. <laughs> if it happens this year, I will drown myself. So just I'm warning everyone. I'm curious to know, how does one's car flood? Oh, I'm curious too. Uh, <laughs> my first year in LA, I had been living here for three months. Uh, did not have a parking spot at my apartment at the time. I was working as a PA and the lot I was at, we would kind of sneak our cars in when we went away for the holidays. So I parked my Honda Fit, rest in peace, uh, mm. in this parking lot for two weeks and it was raining the entire time, like Blade, Blade Runner level rain, you know, just mm. nonstop. I come back 1130 at night and you know, I you know when you first move to LA, you're not in a you you don't feel that strong emotionally. Uh, Eleven thirty at night, I get dropped off at the lot. I step into my car and hear a splash. Oh, oh no! <laughs> there was probably two inches of water in it, and I was in the middle of a move because I had been living with a couple and their baby who I was having a bad time with, and I was trying to get out of their apartment. So all of my valuables were in the car. Oh. <laughs> Full oh. nervous breakdown. No. And all I had to empty it out was like a, it was probably a grande size Starbucks cup. Oh. Just a, a television city. Picture me, CBS television city. <laughs> I, be, I feel like there's probably security footage of me like yeah. screaming and there crying and is. dumping water out. So it's I'm very uh, picturesque. It's, it is. it's gorgeous. It's romantic. Moving. Ah, uh, you made it. Hollywood, here you are. <laughs> Still suffering. It does feel, Still. It does feel right. like a metaphor for being in the entertainment industry. Yeah. That, specifically it is. that cup just sort of pouring. What's water your next out big flood? Yes. You got a car flood? You got a house flood? What next? Oh, oh no. <laughs> I don't want to know. No, I hope whatever it is, I hope there's security footage of you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Bridger. Okay, we have to dive in. I mean, that's a disaster. Mm. And what an absolute disaster the holidays were for the Griswold family. Mm, nice. Oh, rough. <laughs> really rough. Really tough. Um, and, yes, go on. 
yet like i still would want to be there is that weird and like macabre to say like <laughs> it still seems kind of endearing to me really as, as a viewer like mm. there's some great characters you know like there's some people like i could get down without bethany like this, to watch <laughs> that icon just be like crazy it's like yeah it'd be funny as hell but yeah She's like a legend too. She I, is, I had read. Yes. Uh, she was the voice of Betty Boop or something. Oh, like you're that, kidding. Bethany. No. Yeah. And Olive Oil. Oh, yeah. Wait, yeah. Olive Oil and Betty Boop are the same woman? Yes. Wow. Yeah, I mean. A, according <laughs> to the internet facts I, I yeah, no. <laughs> came across. Internetfacts.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I'm curious to dive into your psyche, Clayton, because that whole holiday gathering seems like the last place I would want to be. Uh, absolutely. I, it seems high anxiety inducing. Like mm -hmm. there's so much, like as silly and funny as the movie is, it's like really based in like such reality, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I guess it just feels like it'd be fun to be like a fly on the wall. Kind of like, there's so many care. It'd be one of those holidays that you walk away with and you're like, I just came out of a war zone, but boy, do I have some stories. So it's going to be good to go home to your friends. and be like, wait till I tell you about my Christmas. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's a good situation to be an in-law in because you know, you can at least divorce and have those stories. Get, <laughs> experience it and then get out. Completely. Yes. Sever yes. times. Um, for me, the moment that I draw the line is honestly when he's in the attic and mm. he, first of all, he steps on the drywall. Why is he standing on the drywall <sighs> in the know. attic? I have so many oh, questions. Easy mistake. <laughs> I mean, like, easy to avoid. Come yeah. on. Yes. Yeah. That's where I, I'm like, okay, I have no patience for this man. Um, but he, Attic 101, he should know this, right? He should yeah. know this. Yeah, of course. The lights, I'm like, okay, fine. You know, we're not all electricians. We don't know. Uh, you know, you stored these lights away for a year. Anything right. can happen. But the attic, and when he falls through onto the bunk bed, and you see the dust everywhere, oh. and then you know one of the parents is sleeping on that bed i can't mm -hmm. stop the, that was the moment mm -hmm. where i'm like i can't stop thinking about this everyone out that would be your moment everyone yeah get out <laughs> yeah th and this is pre like asbestos like warning so yeah. oh, good certainly call. Good call. that air is now toxic yeah this is i i'm curious if the in-laws made it to the next year to next no, year's no, christmas no. i feel like they might have died we don't um, see that pool. Pool. <laughs> so the first thing i want to put up on the board is the myth of a perfect holiday mm. holiday what um, is it what is it that we hold on to why why is it that we either assume that the holidays are, are going to be perfect and why is it that that's so important jeez very good question that is a good i feel the like assumption right and if if you don't mind, I feel like everyone's uh, feeling about a holiday is a commercial they're seeing on TV or a yes. rosy memory. It's not the present yes. or like the, I know it's one of these nice idyllic versions that are una literally unattainable. We should blame the media. We're blaming uh, the media. Put yeah. it up on the board. Put the media up on the board. How, should we also blame, to, to that point, Bridger's point, Hollywood, like this kind of like the Hollywoodization of the mm. holidays? Might I, as well. I, I mean, Hollywood can be blamed for so much. 
<laughs> yeah, you, you know, I agree. I, I you know, th this, I think Clark particularly, Clark mm -hmm. Griswold mm. has a very particular uh, idea of the perfect holiday. Um, I, I think it goes above and beyond a at expectations of the, of the average person, though. Mm -hmm. Don't you think he, he is he, overzealous? This he man. is really we have he's really, really problematic. We've all been around those people, right? Who have a very set idea of how things should go. Yeah, they're like really tough to be on vacation. Mm. I mean, he's he's rigid. It's it's like a yeah. Yes, I know exactly what you mean. Like there's a stubbornness, there's like a unwillingness to it. And yet he comes off as being like, I'm super, you know, no, that's not me. I'm like, when have I ever done that? And they're like, okay, like every holiday, every part, you know, that great scene where they're in the bed and he has like the sap right. stuck to his fingers. Yeah. She's like, honey, you she's like, I'm on to you. Down. <laughs> high expectations, maybe he has particular high, high, yeah. high holiday expectations. I was going to yeah. call it Clark wanting too much holiday cheer. Mm. But high ex Clark's high expectations is nice. And now, forgive me if I'm remembering this incorrectly, and I did see the movie probably 25 hours ago, so it's nothing, <laughs> but I'm still having it's a hard a time to re remember. Is it rooted in some sort of childhood trauma? Did he have mm. bad Christmases? Is that what oh. happened? So, Does the, he specify? The one peek into that that we had was when he gets stuck in the attic and watches the old... Family ah. videos. He watches the right. old family videos, and I think that's where the nostalgia kind of comes from. Mm. So I don't think it was anything personally that happened to him necessarily. And the conversation with his father when he's like, yeah, the it's like really down and out, and he's like, "How did you do it?" And he was like, "With a lot of help of Jack Daniels." So it does seem like his oh. memories were rooted, and maybe, or maybe his memory of the holidays are a little bit rigid, or, or he's had a terrible trauma in his childhood. Oh, and he's blocked and it out? And, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we should put it on the board. Childhood it's, trauma. It's, it's, it's buried somewhere in there. But um, then again, a refusal to go to therapy. Right. He's clearly right. not in therapy. That no. feels like something to blame. Clark's he is not a man resistance. in therapy. It's so clear. Oh, from the from the moment the movie starts, honestly, he has there's an act of road rage that he multiple. Oh, yes, <laughs> that tells you everything you need to know about yeah. this man. Yeah, it's true, and that really speaks to the rest. Is like his character is really like on brand the entire time, like from the road rage where he just won't let the guy pass to like, no, I will get the lights. It's going to be perfect. To like, and also just like, can we talk about the fact that he just decided to put in a pool and put a down payment and like didn't even know if he had the bonus coming in and didn't even ask his wife. <laughs> Have you yeah. seen that like yes. sketch where like oh. the guy buys the car? She's like, did you just buy a car without asking me? Like that's a huge oh. financial purchase. <laughs> like why would you, like why is it okay? Yeah, there was a brief moment where he told his family that he had already put the down payment on. You could see Beverly D'Angelo kind of flinch at that. Like, Honestly, oh, it's a, it, it is an Oscar-worthy moment when she does that. She just looks at him. She's like, oh. She just like keeps the smile on her face because we're with other people, but I'm right. going to kill you. Right. Um, yes, the, the, the rage, the inner rage that Oof. is present in this man. Mm -hmm. um, I, there's something about like the dichotomy of like someone who has this inner rage and someone who wants to have a good time, <laughs> you know? Mm, yeah. <laughs> there's oh, there's yeah. got to be some connection there. Has to be. 
There's a real violence there. Yes. It's just a real simmering violence. <laughs> Wanting to have a good time and just putting so much pressure on it. That, I mean, wow. it's surprising that in this entire series, he hasn't killed someone. Yeah. Really oh, that's is. a good point. It's it really Well, is. the kids are always changing. It's true. So we don't know. <laughs> so maybe, maybe that's the explanation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like, you have to think, and I know this is this is a comedy and it's silly and fun but he rips the tree from the like roots and all oh. there's there's like rage internal and the neighbors rage. he takes all of his rage out on the neighbors well, he's yes. very cruel to them right Those poor so, yuppies yes that's his outlet <laughs> so he does have an outlet for it bridger do you see yourself in the neighbors is that you? i am i am margo I am absolutely Margo. I just want to enjoy my compact disc player. And my stupid neighbor is ruining Christmas. That, Margo's the one victim in this film. You're, you're right, it's because true. her boyfriend's kind of a dick, right? She yeah. Is, yeah. She's a true victim. Well. But. Uh, so can we go back quickly, yeah. briefly, to um, the Beverly D'Angelo character, Ellen. So Clark's yes. wife, Ellen. Okay, yeah. I think there is something... I, I can't tell whether I want to blame her or whether I feel sympathy for her because yeah. she enables this behavior. Mm-hmm. I was going to say enabling. I think we yeah. should put her enabling on the board for sure. Okay. We have we have Clark's rage, right? Yes, we have his... Okay. I, I put suppressed rage and we have his therapy resistance as well. <laughs> Perfect. And so we have his enabler, Beverly. Yeah. Um, I think you're right. There's something about... Like, what is she... My question is, I guess, what does she get from him mm-hmm. where she allows this kind of behavior? Hmm. There's got to be something. She doesn't ever seem to have a good time with him. <laughs> <laughs> do, do we see them? Is there any physicality between these two? There, mm. um, there yeah, she's very loving. There's a she kiss. dotes on him. There's she like a, a, a warm kiss. Yeah. But can we talk about how he's constantly fantasizing about having sex <laughs> yeah. with other women? <laughs> he's okay. a villain. He is a villain. <laughs> he's horrible. Yeah. He's in that department store for three minutes and he's already like, I'm going to have sex with this lady. <laughs> this he's poor department store <laughs> yeah. employee. He's terrible. Just a ter. I mean, really. And in front of his son, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the the little uh, girl shows up the second time when he's fantasizing of the the woman uh, in a bathing Naked suit on the pool. pool. Yeah, same the pool that he's going to build. Yeah. Ruby suit. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so so yes, he's a horrible person. We're gonna <laughs> we, he's up on the board. I'll, maybe I, we also say just like to go back to Chris's point about like whether or not to blame Ellen, but like maybe there's a case been made about her not putting like beyond the enabling, like I guess it would just fold into enabling. I was going to say like her not putting her foot down or like not really like, like allowing herself to be walked all over kind of thing. Mm. Like, but that's just like, she's the victim there, I guess. There's gotta be something about the eighties too. Like that, mm. the, the, the gender, eighties gender, uh, gender politics mm. or gender roles. Mm-hmm. Or like that. And the eighties, as far as I know, that's when fifties nostalgia really started kicking in. So their nostalgia for an even worse time. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so should we yeah. blame fifties nostalgia as well? The sure. nuclear family. Yes. Right. 
while while you're doing that, I want to put up the effects of Christmas commercialization up on the board. All and right. bear with me. We're going to do some history right now. This is from Nerd Wallet. Ready or not, holiday shopping season is nearly here and Americans have plans to spend. Close to 222 million Americans, 85%, plan to purchase gifts for friends and loved ones this holiday season, according to NerdWallet's survey and analysis. They expect to spend $831 on average or more than $184 billion on holiday gifts this year. Wow. So huge industry. This is from Fast Company. It took Christmas a while to become what it is today. In fact, in the fourth century, poor Pope Julius I chose the date that a few hundred years later, we'd come to associate with carols, pine trees, gifts, mistletoe, and annoying uncles. There was a time when it was banned in half of the country before President Grant declared it a federal holiday. When companies realized they could make a ton of cash off Christmas, they started sponsoring cute animated movies to sell their brand. That's right, a Charlie Brown Christmas isn't quite as anti-consumerist as you might think. This is from Jaguar. It's ironic that today we talk about Christmas being too commercial, said uh, McKellen Nugent, associate professor of history in the Catherine Reese Pamplin College of Arts. In the U.S., it really became popular through this commercial process. The popularization of Christmas in the United States begins with advertising. The first period was the 1840s when Christmas entered the Northeast and its big cultural centers like New York and Boston as a commercially tied holiday aimed at children. Before then, Christmas was not widely celebrated in America. The Puritans who settled in New England in the 1600s had even made it illegal to celebrate the holiday. In the 17th and 18th centuries, for many English-speaking people who celebrated Christmas, it was a time to get drunk. If there were any gifts given, that was on New Year's Day. Hmm. But German immigrants and imports introduced the idea of Christmas as a child-centered holiday and a time to give gifts to others. Making it this child-centered Christmas with presents is, of course, a great marketing opportunity. Hmm. So mm. kids, should we blame yes, kids? Yes, blame children. I'd love <laughs> to blame children. Because <laughs> they, once they get it, they're not going to let it go. You know what I mean? I feel like case closed. <laughs> children. <laughs> Great. But so, so the, the whole idea, I mean, I feel like we, there are very commercialized holidays. For instance, Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. You know, I mean, Easter for Christ's sake is Easter, but the, even that point. comes out of like a religious uh, holiday, yes, right? The roots of it. The the roots of it. But but we tend to think of Christmas as um, one of the more not pure, but one of the um, more like holidays where. Uh, commercialization came afterward mm-hmm. you know like there's always been christmas of course mm-hmm. um the you know there's the baby jesus story there's uh you know it has such a history mm-hmm. of course uh, but the fact oh, that it's yeah. actually its roots are in commercialization commercialism. is commercialism. i mean it's, it's yeah. capitalism I mean, it's, it's my favorite yeah. word 
Mm -hmm. This is what mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. Get it up on the board. I also want to, she threw in German immigrants in there. Let's put those in there. It just felt a little like a little bit of that old fashioned racism in there. Like the old kind, you know, just, just, just throw one of those in there. But I mean, the, the purity, I can't believe they made it illegal to celebrate Christmas. You those could ban, Puritans. you could uh, blame them because don't people usually want what they can't have, you know? So if you're like making it illegal, people would want it more mm -hmm. oh that's so, true the forbidden mm, uh -huh. yes forbidden mm -hmm. fruit of christmas <laughs> <laughs> the puritans <laughs> oh man we're still talking about them so they really made a splash yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. um i also feel like we should put up on the board the forced act of spending time with family members oh geez oh yeah <laughs> yeah okay. i feel like the griswolds we're getting cousins into the picture. We're getting it. It feels like what's going on at this household that you don't have. There's no clear boundaries. Yes. Extended boundaries. family boundaries. Yeah. We should put that. Right. No, no boundaries. Zero. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. sewage thing is being used. Clark is just letting anything happen. Mm -hmm. The fact that these um, cousins just roll up in an RV yeah and park it and are just like we're here there's history there that didn't just happen yes. out of nowhere right <laughs> right and you can there... see the resistance i mean like uh, uh ellen is immediately like you see her face and she's like well there's plenty of room and she's just being like a gracious host but you know like when she goes to bed with clark that night she's like what the hell is your brother doing here like that's the scene you don't see but well actually randy quaid i forget his name what's it what's the Eddie. Eddie. Huh? Eddie. 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 He's the so she, Catherine, his wife, is the cousin of Ellen. Oh, right. So Randy Quay is just uh, or Eddie is just married into the family. He's right. got no relation, which makes it doubly annoying when he asks Clark right. to pay for his kids' Christmas, Christmas. presents. Yeah, <laughs> yes, certainly. <laughs> yeah, but I think a different read on this is that. I think Eddie is Eddie and the family are on hard times, mm. really hard times. True, oh. that's true. Rock, rock bottom. Uh -huh. And I also think another read on this is like Clark and Ellen might be both be pleasers, and when two people in a relationship are pleasers, mm. um, there's no bound like boundaries are just like an afterthought. Mm -hmm. So. You and know, Clark says he wanted, he said it several times, like he's always dreamed of having a big family Christmas. That's true. Mm -hmm. So I guess at this point, someone unwanted shows up. You're like, well, this is just part of the big, this dream I have, however mm -hmm. unrealistic it is. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm. Well, put Eddie up on the board anyway, I think, just, just because <laughs> he's so obtrusive. But I, I think you're right, Chris. They are they have fallen on hard times and it is the the season of giving so there is a nice element to him kind of taking them in and 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 offering to to make sure that the kids have a nice christmas mm -hmm. that's probably like his only redeeming quality well listen if it wasn't for eddie the boss would have never been kidnapped, brought back, and made to realize how awful his decision <laughs> was true. and then actually give them the proper bonus Very that they deserved. Very true. It's a great point. Which so is... Eddie is pretty paramount in like saving their Christmas, I have to say, at least from a yeah. monetary, you know, like they'd be fine without the bonus. But 
you know. I mean, I am going to push back on, uh, are they, uh, have they fallen on hard times or have they embraced hard times? Yes. (laughs) Because I feel like they just are loving it. They're just like, this lifestyle is the only thing they'll ever want. I'm yes. going to put embracing They're hard dangerous. times on the board. I well, he that. does say that he hasn't gotten a job in seven years because he's waiting for a managerial oh, right, opportunity. Right. Yes. Oh, right. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's a good Seems point. Seems like David, an excuse. Yeah. Yeah. He's embraced it. He's, mm-hmm. he, he doesn't seem to want a way out. Eddie. Mm-hmm. Eddie. That's the yeah. last thing on his list. Right. <laughs> This is from American Psychology Association. U.S. adults are feeling joyous but overwhelmed this holiday season as nearly 9 in 10, 89%, say that that concerns that concerns such as not having enough money, missed, uh, missing loved ones, and anticipating family conflict cause them stress at this time of year, according to the results of a new poll by the American Psychology Association. While nearly half of U.S. adults, 49% percent would describe their stress levels during the traditional U.S. holiday season between November and January as moderate. Around two in five, 41 percent, say that their stress increases, increases, increases. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> I don't think you can replicate time. that pronunciation. <laughs> no. I'm like, how did you pull that off? <laughs> increases pieces. <laughs> <laughs> It increases during this time compared with other points in the year. While stress appears to be common at this time of year, 43% say that the stress of the holidays interferes with their ability to enjoy them. That's a lot, 43%. And 36 say that the holiday feels like a competition. Ah, competition. You know, Another poll here, uh, a recent study from 2022, said that 56% of Americans wanted no holiday celebration. So (laughs) that's how much stress the holidays cause. (laughs) Why are we doing this to ourselves? Are you all stressed out? No. (laughs) Because because boundaries. Because boundaries. I set boundaries. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly. I I will say... uh, I've I've gone on the record with you at least Rebecca too is that I'm I would if somebody were to just make a calendar that was zero zero holidays or special events I would be fine mm-hmm. because I like the routine I prefer routine I feel like holidays get me out of routine with what I eat what I'm drinking mm-hmm. and when I sleep mm-hmm. etc so I think it's all a big disruption personally Mm. the family only- thing though sorry clayton but like the family thing they get you get blocks of time off so you yeah. want to take advantage of that time and spend time with your family but it's it's never it's never perfect Are i do think it's like a holidays? calendar marker it's like it remarks like it, it builds tradition like the tradition side of it to me is like the nice part although that yeah. can be stressful you sure. do like you love you love that stuff. Clayton yeah. always gets a big tree. He's got <laughs> oh, and he's got this little uh, window display with this a little, little village. village. My Thomas Kincaid houses. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> yeah, it's uh, for someone who like loathes uh, the you know capitalism, I sure do buy into it. Did in my, you ever hear about family. Thomas Kincaid uh, peeing in public? No. <laughs> Did he? That was like a repeated behavior on his. Uh, he was caught Ooh. multiple times, like basically marking his territory. Oh my god! I think god. it's in his Wikipedia. 
Wow, Bridger, you're well, you should come pee on my village. <laughs> uh, all right, I'll look it up on Wikipedia. Uh, um, Bridger, he, he looks you... nothing like you think he would. He looks oh, like Bob. A, I, from I don't think IT. I've ever seen him. No, what Go does look he at look a picture like? of Thomas Kincaid. This is worth it, everyone. He literally yeah, looks like a here. middle. Oh, he looks like wow, a middle manager. Is, he does. That's oh not him. Oh my god! I thought he was like Father Christmas, like from a long time ago, dead. I don't know what I thought he was going to look like. He's but... much younger than I thought. He looks oh. like he's, he, I mean, he did <laughs> die. He looks what? like someone you would like. He, he would sit down next to you in a cafeteria. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And you'd, and you'd be, be like, like oh. <laughs> and then you realize avoiding him too much i yeah. have to eat with him this time yeah. he's like a billionaire like christmas mogul yeah. i'm like oh nice to meet you well what about you uh, bridger are you do you, are, do you feel stressed about the holidays are you because for me it's it's not so much the family that stresses me out it's the idea of travel and being outside of my element similar to chris i think that stresses me out a bit and buying gifts for my nieces Aww. Those are the only two things that stress me out. Uh, otherwise, I just I'm very good at finding other sources of stress. So it's like the holidays <laughs> don't matter at all to me. It's like that's a very small part of You're my problem. Stranger to stress. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we're we're running out of time, but I do want to put up uh Frank Clark's boss, Frank Shirley. Ooh, Mr. Shirley. Um, he is a huge, I mean, part of the reason that Clark is spiraling. I mean, his idea of cutting back this year on, uh, on, on Christmas bonuses really, it, it, it really triggers Clark. And also I'm amazed at how quickly he just turns and says, you're getting your bonus 20% plus 20%. Right. Well, yeah. after he saws the little, he says, you, you know, when you see how it affects you, the little people. Yeah. I, think so I think he might have a personality Oh, I would love to say that disorder. to someone. <laughs> it affects you, the little people. Can I defend might... Frank for one second? Please. Yes, please. Yes. As far as I can tell, the only thing Clark does at work is think about Christmas bonuses and look at a little model of a pool. You're right. And he thinks he should be making more money? This That's man should be, have been fired a long time ago. <laughs> and it sounds yeah. like the stuff he does make, like, what is it? Some, some like, synthetic food coating is, like, the product oh, that made he's developing? Up. Yeah, <laughs> sounds awful. It works on sleighs or yeah, whatever yeah. his. Uh... Oh my god, I forgot about the sleigh. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so we have a real Frank apologist on the show. <laughs> 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 a corporate monster, as one would say. <laughs> I'm always I'm anti labor. Let's yeah. just. Uh, I'll, I'm going to come out and say it. Wow. I was not on strike this year. I was stabbing non-stop. Okay. Filling my pockets. <laughs> well, look. This is. Uh, I. I feel like we should put. Speaking of labor, uh, the the missing bonus check and um, kind of the fear of middle class extinction. 
This is from Vice. Mm. The crucial subplot in Christmas Vacation, which starts as an afterthought but slowly overtakes the movie, concerns Clark's holiday bonus. Clark, okay, he works at a, we all know what he does. Every year, Clark and his colleagues have gotten bonuses around the holidays. The regularity of this payout has inspired Clark to invest in a swimming pool for their homestead. But there's one problem. Clark's bonus check still hasn't arrived. What Clark doesn't yet realize is that things are changing in the American workforce. Phasing out holiday bonuses like the one Clark Griswold is counting on is just one of the many steps that corporate America took in the 1980s and continues mm. to take towards screwing employees as a mean of in, as a as a means of enriching shareholders. Hmm. So, corporate greed. We should put corporate greed on the board, mm-hmm, I think. And I do mm-hmm. think like this is a good point to to uh what's his name? Clark's a whole argument about like he has the monologue when he's telling the boss, like when you come to rely on your bonus as part of your compensation, you mm. can't just like to rip it out with like no notice. It is kind of, I think, really hostile from like a employee employer relationship. Oh, so yeah. I do empathize with him in that moment. And now I'm thinking, have I ever received a Christmas bonus? <laughs> I know. Uh, you, yeah, you're not of that generation. No, Christmas bonus not. is like something you hear about. Yes. I've I've never received one. I mean, it's something like a cartoon gets. <laughs> <laughs> yes, when I wait at tables, like, sometimes like regulars would be like, you slip you a little extra cash, and you're like, oh, this is nice. Yeah, but that's <laughs> not from your employer. No, mm-hmm. and I'm still just like a waiter who's like, you know, exhausted and like sweaty and tired. It's like. I yeah. need this money to survive. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the good from the goodness of uh, like generosity of just regular Actual, people. Yeah, yeah. patrons. <laughs> yeah. Not the company wasn't giving me a bonus. You're right. <laughs> um, we have to put up uh, uh, other listener recommendations. Uh, this is uh, from Jay Kell. And this is Gina Kell wrote in and said, my kids think that it's Clark's fault for putting so much faith in the holiday and other people. He's too optimistic that everything will be perfect and just ends up setting himself up for disappointment. (laughs) Love, love that this is what her kids are saying. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) A lot of optimism going around. (laughs) I mean, they're kind of right. I mean, yes. When he when he opens that envelope in front of the whole family, it's like you are setting yourself up for a big problem. You never open an envelope in front of other people. And right before he does it, too. Yes, he 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 offers to fly them all down if it's big enough. Like the arrogance. (laughs) I know. Also, talk about boundaries. It's like, you know, he doesn't want to hang out with these people. He's already having a hard time as as is. And the fact that he's just like, you're coming over. (laughs) There's like someone who has been severely burned in his presence. (laughs) And he's making these promises. Mm. (laughs) Um, So there's definitely, I think, uh, Gina, I think your kids are on to something. Um, And this is from uh, Miss Riley, who also wrote in and said, keeping up with the Joneses mentality, Mm. Uh, which is very 1980s America, it feels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can we also just throw the pool company on there for not checking his financials sure <laughs> yeah Before taking a deposit. their fault <laughs> yeah look at his credit score or something <laughs> something yeah it seems see, predatory it seems predatory yeah, yeah exactly. and mm-hmm. the fact that ellen the wife is just finding out 
that their bank account is at zero. Yeah, does she not <laughs> check it ever? No, clearly not, because she doesn't find out until he says. <laughs> yeah, that's either She's like, like oh, I mean, I would have noticed the second the, the payment was made. It's on her. That's on her. It's willful ignorance, yeah. or it's actually him being like, really, like, you don't, I control the finances, so he won't let her see it. Like, it's one of the two. Ooh, that's or the Or a yeah. third option, it's terrible math. Like, terrible <laughs> math. <laughs> Amer- right. We could put uh, American education system. <laughs> or no computers. Because <laughs> he probably just had, like, it was probably written out, right? Mm. So they just didn't have, like, a, you couldn't yeah. go onto your Chase account and check your balance, right? Yeah. That's scary. Have one really slow-moving calculator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the crank. One of the old crank calculators. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You just made me think of 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 a time period that is so horrible. A time period you can check your bank account online. Nope. You had to go to the bank. Yep. Oh. And you had get a bank book. Remember your little yeah. bank book, and it'd just yeah. like be printed out every time you'd make a withdrawal yeah. or a deposit. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. And balancing the checkbook. Yep. Yeah. Scary times. Very frightening times. <laughs> the children we have a are huge terrified. <laughs> yes, we do. We should probably. Okay, let's let's take a quick break and then we'll start knocking things off the board. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Okay, who's to blame for the events that transpire in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? Is it the myth of a perfect holiday? Media? Hollywoodization of the holidays? <laughs> high holiday expectations? Clark's high expectations? Childhood trauma? Clark's therapy resistance? Clark's suppressed rage? Ellen's enabling of Clark, 80s gender roles, 50s nostalgia, the effects of Christmas commer commercialization, children, capitalism, German immigrants, Puritans <laughs> forbidden fruit of Christmas, forced act of spending time with family members, no boundaries, Uncle Eddie, embracing hard times, Mr. Shirley, missing bonus check, the fear of middle-class extinction, corporate greed, putting too much faith in the holiday, keeping up with the Joneses or the pool company. Can I say, can we add one more? Yeah, why not? When you said national, when you said national lampoon, I thought we have to blame Harvard. Yes, yes, yes. I think Just the lampoon, Harvard. I think Harvard might be the, the real mm. thing to blame yeah. here. Yep. I mean, okay. it's wow. definitely, there are roots in Harvard. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... This is wow. probably the this biggest is, board we've yeah. ever had. This is, <laughs> I know this we've is said this before, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah. this is definitely the biggest board. Where do we begin? My instinct is to start off with German immigrants. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's fair. And the Puritans, uh, forbidden fruit of Christmas, perhaps. Okay, sure. I know we're a history podcast, but it the the I it's hard to draw the line from German immigrants to Clark and the disaster that happened. Well, other people are having Christmases less hectic in That's the same true. time, right? So like they're all coming from the immigrants and the Puritans, but some people have figured it out. Yeah. I would like to put four things in one, like roll four things into one. Okay. I would like to roll into Clark's high expectations, keep that and roll into it. Childhood trauma, Clark's therapy resistance, Clark's suppressed rage, and the myth of a perfect holiday. I think all of that is secondary to his high expectations or feed into his high expectations. Yeah. 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 I love that. We're knocking things off. Yeah. And I feel like high holiday expectations can just roll off. Into, roll that goes into roll Clark. Off. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we still have a massive board. Um, uh, Hollywoodization of... No, we got to keep that up. Um... I think you can take off capitalism because it seems more rooted in like the the interpersonal dynamics of like the Griswolds and it does like in such a broad. Yeah. And if anything, it's more corporate greed. Right. 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 That leads to the the yeah. bonus check, missing bonus check. We should definitely keep children on the board. <laughs> For a while longer. Yeah. Please. <laughs> I mean, could, I feel like this keeping up with the Jones mentality and respect to the listener we don't see any other neighbors that Clark is keeping right. up with other than yeah. these people who are not celebrating Christmas. It's true. That's so, right. That's this is right. all self-driven. He's yes. keeping up with his own idea almost. It's like it's all mm -hmm. internal. Yeah. yeah. It does feel that way. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. I feel okay. like the pool company. I mean, I like the pool company. 
but yeah, no, they're not. They're not at fault here. No, I do do think though that had he not put that down payment on the pool, he might have just more kind of relaxed and eased into the Christmas. Yeah, and then like enjoyed you, a year of like jelly, jelly of the month. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Although it wasn't all about. I mean, yes, the big reveal was like the pool and the thing, but it also like the other half of it is this kind of unrealistic expectation of how like the Christmas is going to be big and happy and everyone's yes. going to be there and it's going to go yes. perfectly. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. But sort of you can play sort of armchair psychologist and say maybe the reason why he's so fixated on having such a happy Christmas is because there's so much pressure big, on sure. this bonus. Right. Because mm. he made a deposit on the pool. Right. You know, you know, now that you mentioned Jelly of the Month, you know, I'm thinking, I'm sure when the movie was written in 1989, that was like a hilarious thing to <laughs> right, imagine. Right, a reference, yeah. <laughs> like, Absolutely. ha, your bonus is actually Jelly. But like, I feel like that's what we get now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like I probably would want to be involved with an, like a nice Jelly of the Month. <laughs> <laughs> that feels yeah. like, I'd be like a Oh nice... my God, this is an incredible yeah. gift. <laughs> My Aunt Joyce Sand sends me jam like every Christmas. She calls herself Aunt Joyce Jam, and I'm always looking forward to it. Of course. <laughs> everyone loves a good jam. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I think Uncle Eddie, you can take off the board. I, I do like Bridger's point about how he, or I'm sorry, did Clayton say this, how he kind of saved the day? Yeah. Was one right. of you right. Yeah. Bridger. No, that okay. was Clayton. That was certainly Clayton. Oh, oh really? thank you. Thank you for the credit, Bridger. I really I, I'm not going to, I'm, we, you know, I'd love to take the credit. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be the star in this moment, you can have but it. I'm giving it to you. <laughs> oh, it's my generous heart. Oh, <laughs> best <laughs> Christmas present ever. <laughs> credit. Uh, okay. Before, okay, okay, okay. Gosh, we, my, we my, my mind is on Ellen right now. I think... 80s gender roles, 50 nostalgias, they're tempting, but I don't think that that is what is at the core of what's going on here. Yeah, they're okay. and we, and we gotta it. stop blaming Ellen. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess so. She's she is a victim of her of society at the time, she's a victim of the time, if anything. Yeah, I think she's just like a little, like, uh, uh, uh not aloof, but like her character just seems to be like so care- like carefree or just like I don't know, oblivious. She's a pushover. She's a yeah. pushover. Yeah. She doesn't Ellen kind Clark's of wants a bully. nothing. Clark is a yeah. bully. Clark's a bully. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we can't blame her. She's been okay. through enough. Poor Ellen. But okay, no boundaries. That is we should keep that around yeah. for a while. And and also like the forced act of spending time with Holiday, we can take that off. I mean with family members. Yeah. That can fold yeah. into no boundaries, I think. He doesn't yeah. seem to really worry about that. When she she brings it up, she says, This is these are these people are stressful when they're mm-hmm. better. He's like, No, I want to have everybody over. Right. This is where she's quite smart, I think, and like emotionally intelligence thinking through like this is gonna be like you gotta prepare yourself, Clark. And he's just totally like, No, I don't, like everything's fine, it's gonna be great. Like he just is not thinking it through, which mm-hmm. I think is oftentimes, at least from a personal place where a lot of the stress from the holidays comes from because mm. one of your partners is thinking through what's going to happen and the other one is not. Careful. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> Careful there, Clayton. Does Mike listen to the podcast? Because you might be not in trouble. this one. <laughs> um, you know what's kind of popping up at me and I feel like it 
could be a contender, embracing hard times. Because to your point, I feel like if we were, if we had less of a, you know, ability to just be like, things are bad. Let's, 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 that's just what we're dealing with here. Then we would at least speak our mind or, or try and find solutions uh, for the hard times. I know that this came up on the board because of Uncle Eddie, but I just mean for like Clark, like he was having a hard time this Christmas season. Right, <laughs> like, right. And instead mm -hmm. of sort of acknowledging that, he right. tried to push through. Yeah, push in a through. Way. Instead exactly. of calling it off. They, like, they don't have to go through with all of this. Right. It's a choice. It's a holiday. We don't right. have to do any of this. Right. That's interesting. It's an interesting thought. And it plays into Clark's sort of psychosis in a different way than the high expectations. It's more like his inability to reckon with <laughs> um, what the universe is trying to tell him or something. <laughs> I guess. Um, I, I, yeah. I, part it's of tough. me, I'm not like loving that it's just Clark's high expectations. Yeah. I feel like, like we all have, you know, not all have, but like we all, like people have expectations about certain things and some of them are higher than others, but there's, there's like a real, there's something more sinister. I think like there is mm -hmm. that like rigidity. There's like the stubbornness that mm. is, that is like flavoring those high mm -hmm. expectations where, where it gets problematic for me. Suppressed rage. I feel like if anything, it's that it mm. just comes out during these moments of Right. Suppose it like everyone's like, this is holiday cheer time, you know, and right. it just comes out so sideways. Well, I mean, well, maybe maybe we take maybe we roll it all into the, the therapy resistance because this all seems to be playing into <laughs> Clark's psychosis. Yeah. Right. But I, yeah. But we also don't know. There's no evidence that he was resistant to therapy. Oh, God. there's, I mean, <laughs> overwhelming. <the> <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, and, and, and in all fairness, I was the one who said the road, the road rage. I mean, that tells you oh, that's yeah. not someone who's in therapy. That we could say rage, Clark, sorry. Uh, I mean, that road rage, we, like, in the first five minutes of the movie, have to imagine that whole family being violently killed in the car <laughs> 10 different yes. ways. <laughs> yes. So we could say Clark's lack of therapy if we want to, you know, okay. be it yeah. sort of resistance. I like that. And take out his high expectations. Okay. Um, okay, I'm gonna do some some cleanup here because we're running out of time. I th I feel like we can fold Frank and the missing bonus check and the fear of middle class extinction into corporate greed. Yeah. I okay. like I like. Um, and I feel like we can take putting too much faith in the holidays and other people off the board. Um, and it's time to take, I mean, look, I put it on the list, but Harvard's got to go with this one. <laughs> no, it's got to go with this but point. But good to know that they were As on much there. as I would love to blame it. It yeah, had a good yeah. run. But it's, yeah. <laughs> so then we're, uh, we're left with, okay, so we can take embracing hard times as well. Okay. Um, what about the Hollywoodization and, of, yeah. of, of, I think if anything, it's more Hollywood is more to blame than the media okay. for this one. Sure. Yes. And I, th th and there's just no evidence. I don't up. think Clark, we can connect him to Hollywood and his psychosis to Hollywood in any way. Right. So I think we yeah. got We just, there's no evidence in the movie for that. Okay. We can take that uh, off. Then. Okay. I mean, he does read. 
the night before Christmas and they are watching. Well, yeah, you're right. It's fine. <laughs> I do think we can take children off the board. Finally. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Bridger. <laughs> That's painful. That, one's, that one hurts. That one hurts. <laughs> <laughs> we really finally wanted to get children in the jail. <laughs> Just oh, get a bunch of kids ne- in that. Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> For our holiday uh, episode, yeah. we finally yeah, exactly. got children in jail. <laughs> oh, boy. Good, good. Um, so what we're left with are four contenders. Clark's lack of therapy, the effects of Christmas commercialization, no boundaries, and corporate greed. I, it's going to be hard not to send Clark's lack of therapy to the alarmist jail. Right. And I feel yeah. like no boundaries might almost fall into the therapy. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Truth. Yeah. So then I think we I think we slap corporate greed in this case. Yeah, that that feels that feels okay. I mean, it what what we're saying is what? We Mr. Shirley did not want to give out bonus checks because of his bottom line, et cetera, et cetera. And then that that's what sent him off the deep end. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, had he had Clark had therapy, maybe he would have dealt with that situation a little yeah, bit. Yeah, But I like the right. two, those two things sort of colliding are, are maybe what is mm-hmm. to blame for this. Mm-hmm. And there's a real conversation between like corporate greed and Christmas commercialization, like it's all about profits. Like Christmas is all about mm-hmm. like raking in sales, you know, in the mm-hmm. bottom line. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. I like it. I do. All right. I'm going to call it corporate Incredible. greed. You're getting the big slap. Clark's lack of therapy. You're going to the alarmist jail. Ooh. Wow. And, and we solved Christmas. We solved and we saved Christmas. <laughs> and Bridger, thank you so much for joining us today. We honestly couldn't have figured out who was to blame for National Lampoon's Christmas vacation without you. Oh, uh, well, you know, all of my threatening emails uh, were true. <laughs> you aren't going to do this on your own. So Can those thank you stop for having now? Me. Can they stop? <laughs> uh, maybe. We'll see. I'll run out of uh, energy eventually. Oh, thank you for having me. This was a delightful time. We loved having you. In the aftermath, in 2003, the saga continued with the made-for-TV sequel, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation 2, Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure where Eddie and his family get shipwrecked and celebrate Christmas on a desert island. The Alarmist is now on Patreon. Subscribe and get ad-free content along with bonus episodes. Go to patreon.com slash the alarmist or check out the link in our show description. Visit our website, www.thealarmistpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram, at the alarmist podcast and on Twitter, at alarmistthe. You can also send us your thoughts via email to thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Today's episode was produced and engineered by Clayton Early with editing by Molly Hockey and fact-checking by Chris Smith. Thank you to our associate producer and researcher, Crystal Dinsberg. The Alarmist is executive produced by Rebecca Delgado-Smith. Tune in next week. We'll be discussing the origins of werewolf folklore. 
The Alarmist. Powered by ACAST. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify. In store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash retail 23. Shopify.com slash retail 23. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.